This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. I'm Philip, and you know, Jason's here with me. And today we're here with Stacy Payne. Stacy, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, no, we had a great time talking before we hit record, and already you have your hands full in the day. <laughs> yeah, there's never a dull moment when you live on a ranch. <laughs> yeah, and I'm curious, did you grow up with animals, and was it like a family business of having a ranch, or how does this all come together? Why don't we start with like the earliest memory you have of like animals and ranch? And- yeah. So I actually grew up on the beach of Southern California in Long Beach. I was like one block over from Alameda Bay. If anybody's familiar with that area, it's a great little place to grow up. And um, I remember I had a, I had a dog that was actually one week older than me um, growing up. Um, she unfortunately passed when I was seven. And after that, I, I really wanted a cat. And so I begged my mom for cats. But she was allergic, so we ended up just having um, a couple of pet dogs. Um, I, I always, w- we would go to like Girl Scout ranches or like I was in Girl Scouts um, growing up. And so we would go to the dude ranches and I'd get to take care of a ram for the weekend or, and I always, and I thought it was really cool and everything, but like I was a swimmer and I hung out on the beach playing volleyball not anywhere close to a ranch um i did when i was 18 move up to a northern california up in mendocino county and i hung out with a lady that raised show horses quarter horses and it was i really loved it the horses were amazing and i just loved taking care of them and i thought someday i think back then even i thought someday this is what i would really love I loved the environment of being in a warm country kitchen with all the smells, watching a monitor to see if a a horse was going to pull that day and just having like people come and visit. My grandma was very, very old school, 11 brothers and sisters and having that warmness and earthiness of a ranch. I, it just really spoke to me, but that was not like part of my corporate life experience or, or my life experience. It was just, Maybe something in my soul that said maybe down the line. So okay, and yeah. <laughs> so then here's here's the big moment of like tension climax is what happened that pushed you from living in sunny California in Long Beach, you know, right? every now and then seeing this thing calling you, and did you leave a corporate job and just say I'm I'm leaving it all? Like what happened? Yeah, so um. So in 2008, I lived along uh, the northern coast in Monterey Bay, and I worked as a substance abuse counselor. That had become my career. I worked up at a a rehab facility overlooking the Monterey Bay, 
And I would take these back routes through the country where there was horse ranches, really beautiful early morning drive. You know, what a great way to start your day. And um, there was a camel that I would pass by when I would take this one road. And sometimes I would stop and watch him because, I mean, kind of cool, like, you know, (laughs) and very unusual. Like, who has a camel in Santa Cruz, you know, like, super, uh, super unusual. So we had this really, really cold, frosty snow uh, period, which is unusual along the coast of California. And I drove that route and the camels all splayed out on the ground. And I'm like, oh, my God, the camel's dead because they're from the Sahara. Like, how are they going to survive cold temperatures? So I pulled over very short, uh, long story short, these Chewbacca looking things come running down the hillside. And I'm like, what are those? They look like Ewoks combined with Chewbacca. And I searched all day long. Now, this was in 2008. And I'm trying to Google, (laughs) tell Google what I'm trying to look for. Like, they look like sheep. They have long necks. They, what are, anyway, I stopped at the ranch on the way home. I'm like, you, I pulled up to the door. I'm like, you got to tell me what these things are. And they're like, they're alpacas. And I'm like, they're what? And they said, they're alpacas. And I'm like, you got to tell me about them. Like, where are they? I have to see them again. So I decided over the course of the next month after doing research on these animals that that is what I was going to do when I retired. I was going to have alpacas and live in Central America because that's where I want to retire to and raise alpacas, a couple little Australian shepherds and have uh, this spectacular little uh, life when I retire. That was in 2008. In 2000, and then I didn't think about it much after that. I would tell people like, piss me off. I'm going to move to Central America and have my alpacas. <laughs> and, they're, and they're like, what? So it was like kind of a threat. Anyway, fast forward to 2017. I own my own company. I, um, I have sober living homes in the um, Northern Nevada region, um, recovery homes for people with mental health and substance abuse. And my guy at the time He and his boys knew about my love of alpacas and that someday, right? And so it's my birthday and he decides he's going to take me on a surprise. So it's snowing and I'm like, get a little bit dressed up to be out in the snow for a minute. And um, I end up at an alpaca ranch right here in in Reno, uh, right outside of Reno. There's 45 alpacas. There's this retired couple in their early 70s. And I am out there for seven hours, freezing my ass off, (laughs) surrounded by alpacas, (laughs) being followed around this ranch by alpacas. And I'm at the at some point, I'm like, well, you know, my feet are frozen, but I and I gotta go. But you guys are living my retirement dream. And Glenn Waddell, he looks at me and he says, Why wait? And I'm like, huh, well, I live in a duplex in Midtown. I have about four square feet of grass and I (laughs) doubt they're going to let me tether an alpaca in my front yard. Um, And he's like, oh, no, no, you can leave him here. And I'm like, what? He's like, you could board him like a horse. You did not just tell me that. <laughs> like, so that was February 17th of 2021. On March 8th, I founded Old Life Alpacas, 
and I bought my first three females and it has been 100% all in everything I own my entire life has now been about alpacas and my dream. Yep. My dream was to eventually quit my job or quit, quit my quit working and somehow be a full-time rancher. So in 2020, when the pandemic, right before the pandemic hit, um, I just said, you know, I'm done being a substance abuse counselor. I've given it 22 years. I absolutely, it's my heart and soul to help people, but I want to help people in a different way. When I see kids' faces, when they come face-to-face with an alpaca and they can, they touch noses, like the there's no explaining the like twinkle in their eye. Like you got to see it. <laughs> or when there's someone with a mental health issue and they go and they sit in a chair and, and the alpacas just wander up and wander away and come back and check them out. Like I've had people tell me like that was the most incredible experience they've ever had in their life. That it was, it, it was the first time they'd ever been at peace. And like, I mean, that, that wants to bring tears to my eyes, but the power of it is like, that's how I want to help people. I don't want to drag them out of crack houses anymore. (laughs) I don't want to, you know, like I don't, you know, like I have, but I just, that speaks to me and yeah, I don't like being dirty all the time, but (laughs) but I will because the positives of it, like, just like light me up, you know, like just lights up my soul. So uh, in 2020 in February I resigned from my career and I thought I had a business plan for revenue streams for um for supporting myself and my herd and then the pandemic hit Oof. and that was all wiped out that that whole year was like all put on hold so that's my little story oh man <laughs> so yeah. much heart and soul to your story <laughs> So much heart and soul to your story. And, and you know, I, I, I want to let Jason take this this lead on this one because I know that he, his firsthand, has a lot of experience in, in, in all of this uh, in terms of uh, in terms of growing up on a farm himself, right? Animals, what that looks like as a business in general, right? Uh, and, and just uh, being there for people who, like, almost all of the qualities that you explained to some degree, Jason has a flavor of that and has found a way to excel. So I want to let him take the lead on that. Oh, awesome. Well, well I got a story for you. So uh, around the farm, right? So we, I grew up with sheep. That's what I grew up. We were a sheep farm and a couple of our neighbors left and right had sheep and whatnot. And there was always bum land, right? Right. So what, what that is, Philip, just so you know, is, is the mother rejected them and, and they can't feed, they can't do anything, right? So, um, so there's two options, right? They just die or you take control of them and hand feed them and do all this stuff, right? So I was the bum lamb kid. I, I took it. all these bum lambs from all the other sheep farms and our sheep farm. And I created this great, big, huge uh feeder thing out of uh one gallon milk jugs i taped all these little nipples on them and then i could just pour all this milk and feed all these 
bum lambs and I hand hand took care of them until, you know, they were ready to go, which I didn't know then, but uh, <laughs> to slaughter basically. <laughs> um, uh, Cause that right. was the family farm. Right. So, but I raised them hand raised all of them, 60 some, they had it in the newspaper, all this stuff. And then I found out the tragic part. Oh my God. That was, was broke your heart. <laughs> oh, it was awful. It was terrible. Right. And my dad said, well, I'll give you half the money. Like, <laughs> money? What the hell's that have to do? I just hand raised these things. Right. <laughs> and now they're getting shipped off. Right. So, but there was something about those. There's something about animals just in general. Right. But there was something about being around all them little lambs all the time and coming up and licking your face and they loved you to unconditionally, right? Yeah. There was no condition. There was no, I'm mad at you today. There was no any misconceptions of, of that animal looked at you, knew you were going to feed it and just loved you to death for it. Um and now, like, looking back on that, because I haven't reflected on that moment for, like, probably 20-some years <laughs> or longer, probably, um, probably more like 30 years. But, but thinking of those times as a kid and, you know, how all of that relates back into one's life and the decisions you make and how it shapes you as a human to care for others more than you care sometimes even more than you care about yourself. And yeah. that's always being that foot first forward. And, you know, because we're around a herd all the time. We're in one right now. Um, <laughs> right. Together, the three of us make a small herd, right? So right. Um, what we have to really focus on in today's society is getting back to the herd mentality, right? Mm -hmm. Where we support each other, where we actually give two shits about each other again, right? Right. Um, because some of that got lost in translation. Nobody can argue that we live in an angry world right now. So, but then all of a sudden you can hand the angriest person a little tiny kitty and that it'll just all go away. It's like, here, you're angry. Hold this kitty. Right. <laughs> right? Or a puppy. <laughs> a, or a puppy or whatever. Right? It's, it's the great equalizer. Yeah. Right? When it comes to, to, well, it's like babies. It's the same thing. You, you see a baby and it's just like, you can't, well, you're a rat bastard if you can't get excited about a <laughs> little puppy or a kitty or a little baby smiles at you. Yeah, you're just a rat bastard. But but the <laughs> the, the uh, but the cool thing about it all is animals bring us together, right? Yeah. And as business owners, we bring each other together. We are our own herd, and you know we have to band together more than we ever have in an economy. Somebody told me the other day that there's the small businesses in America account for 
over half, $17 trillion worth of the economy. Small business. Us, the three of us right here. Um, That's it. We account for over half of the economy. We should probably figure out how to work together a little better. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. So, anyway. Now, I, th- I think uh, I think what you've done, uh, even just as far as you have, I mean, your journey has been one of clarity uh, and patience, right? You were very patient mm-hmm. as your dream unfolded and you were like, I just know. And that's something that a lot of people don't have. Uh, they, they give up, but you never did. You always knew you were like, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And you kept leaving yourself open to the possibility. And that's how you ended up on this place where they finally told you, well, you know, why wait? And you said, well, don't say that to me because I won't wait. And so you made the investment. And yes, life sent a huge, huge shift in almost everything that you had planned. But there are things out there that can change that. Uh, and, and I think now that everyone's heard your story, I, I would also like everyone to know about like how they can get a hold of you or connect with you if there's if your story resonated uh with with them and and i, I don't know anybody who it wouldn't resonate with you know, <laughs> the, it's a it's a story about a dream coming true is what it is you know right and, or dream making it's a, a it's dream, a, yeah. yeah yeah so so uh what channel or website do you prefer people to connect with you on so, um, so my website is kind of, uh, it's just my ranch name, www.oldelyalpacas.com, old life alpacas. Cause it was supposed to be for my older life. Everybody's like, where'd you come up with that name? Anyway. Um, so old life alpacas.com. And then, um, and then I'm pretty simple. Like my phone number, I can be reached obviously on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, but uh, my phone number is like the best way, 702-496-7561. Um, yeah, I mean, we do tours. I have things to sell. I mean, everybody has to have something of alpaca. It's the most <laughs> luscious, luxury yarn material ever. Um, plus, it's really good for the environment. You know, I mean, it's totally um, sustainable, organic material. I love it. And and now, um, and I know people are going to reach out and we'll have a conversation after this. Um, I, now, if you could have gone back, knowing what you know now, really early on to when you were out in Long Beach and you kind of had like, just like been thinking, you know, one day I got to do something different, you know, what would you say to yourself now, knowing what you know now? Listen to your father. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing that I have as an obstacle that I have to figure out how to overcome that he had not already like tried to get me to understand. So sometimes I have to rewind and and my father's not here today. He's been gone since 1999. So it's been a long time having to try to remember what he was telling me when I was seven. You know, I mean, that's a long time ago Um, and not having the reminders over the past, you know, 23 years of like, well, remember what I told you when you were seven, you know, so listen to your father. Like they, they're not perfect people, our our parents. And there was a, a lot of ups and downs with my mom and, but my dad, my hero, like he, 
he did have really good things to tell me. And, and, uh, and so I listened, I listened today a lot more than I did back then. <laughs> I love that. We're, the grand finale question, Jason, if I may, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is if you could have invited anybody to the conversation today, who who would you have loved to have had here and why? Um, so there's a couple people that I I really uh look up to and um lately this year it's been uh Mr. Musk. He is a crazy man, but he gets things done and he has no fear in being different and being forward thinking and um, of course he has a ton of money, so he probably doesn't too much care about what anybody else thinks, but, um, there's something about him that has just really resonated with me lately about, you know, you can't ever hesitate. If you have a dream, make it happen. I'm oh, sorry. If you have a dream, do whatever it takes to make it happen. Um, and who cares what anybody else thinks and his dreams are going to change our entire life, um, yeah. and our future. I love it. I, you, you've got such a clarity to the way you live your life. It's no BS. And, you know, uh, for me, I think that's great. I, I think it's a reminder to everybody, like, regardless of where they think they are, if they're there because, you know, they were kind of hoping that things would work out in some kind of way. And uh, they, I'm not saying that anybody has it all figured out, but some people will settle for something else just because it'll take care of them. And you have been uncompromising in your pursuit of your ambition. And for me, that is a success already in a big way, you know, and it's in the development. And as they say in, uh, I remember reading this quote related to like, uh, like, you know, law of attraction, manifestation, this and that. And if you, if you'll indulge me for a second, uh, most people get discontent when they see uh, it's not exactly what they wanted. Right. But what I loved about this quote is it said, look, not to the magnitude of what's appearing, but to the direction that's appearing, right? And you are definitely on the path. Uh, so I can't thank you enough for stopping by. Those are my closing thoughts. I'll let Jason close this out. Thank you. It's awesome what you're doing. It just, it brings me back to, you know, 40 years ago as a kid of, you're, you're, I mean, you're living what I lived then right now. And, and there's something really serene about that, that drummed all that emotion back up in me from being a kid and being around the animals and my dad waking me up at four o'clock in the morning before school and saying, go feed the damn sheep. And by the way, here's a shovel, right? right. When really it could have took, you know, two seconds with the front end loader, right? But- right. But, but but there's there was there's a lesson in that right hard work right so but uh, I think it's great what you're doing you know don't stop follow your heart your heart always leads you in the right well not always but most of the time <laughs> most of the time most of the time it leads you in the right direction and uh, just keep doing what you're doing you're doing what you love to do and you know what a lot of people get stuck in the grind. And they never, ever get to do what they love to do. They make lots of money and then they die. Right. Not achieving what they wanted to achieve. So you keep rocking on doing what you want to do. Thanks for taking the time to be here. It's great to have you on the show. And uh, we, we we just appreciate you. Oh, thank you very much. 
thanks for having me. Y'all have a blessed day. That y'all is now my ranch term for everyone. <laughs> no, awesome. it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Okay. Right. Cheers. We- Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.